Welcome to the Fire Church Podcast. Today we pray Holy Spirit will speak through this message and into your life right where you are. Guys, that was amazing. Thank you. It was really amazing. It's an honour to be in the house, Pastor Alex, Pastor Lee. Thank you for having us. You know, That's not helping. Jesus is good. Jesus is really, really good. Okay. Let me tell you a little about me. Because some of you know me and some of you don't. I'll just give you a bit of background on what we will talk about and share with you today. So I grew up. Probably, that's scary, 28 minutes to give you a lifetime. Anyway, a few years ago I had some marketing people that I sat down with because they wanted to build a brand about the things that we have done or the things that we are doing. And they tried to put some identifiers around us that you're this or you're that or the other thing. And it was then I had an aha moment. That aha moment was just dropped it was I am who I'm meant to be who God designed me to be I am that person and each one of you in the room is who God designed you to be you don't need to be anybody else actually it's good that you're you because everybody else is taken he's called you into your own specific destiny your own purpose, your own things to do. I grew up in a small seaside town, Queenscliff, down there. My mum had the Ozone Hotel. I worked for the opposition down the road because they paid better. But 14, something changed in my world. I'd never been in a church. We didn't have any Christian upbringing on either side of the family. And there was a girl that I was keen on. And she said to me, if you want to go out with me, you've got to come to church. And I thought, well, how hard could that be? This is 1978, tail end of the Jesus movement. I walked into a CRC church in Leopold. Happy, clappy, people swinging off chandeliers, um, crazy flag-waving stuff that's happening. And I'm going, what is this? Because I had no experience of what a church was. And I'm thinking, I'm going into a cult. I had no idea. Nothing. No idea. And I step and I'm about eight feet two metres in these days into the church and I hear the audible voice of God and he said to me you will build businesses that will change the world and bring many to me now I was freaked out first of all I didn't understand the church I didn't understand what that was then I hear this voice and I'm looking around and I understand it's God I wasn't smart I ran from God because I was freaked out you know, because 
No, I'll keep it PG rated. No, I, no. I, the, I walked in and I thought, it's a cold. And then the next thought went in my head, was it going to take me as a sex slave? I didn't know what one of those was either. But, you know, it, 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 it's what we did. But from there, there's a call of God on your life. And I, Jane and I went on and built businesses. You know, we, I worked at the hotel down the road. I learned to serve. I carried people's bags. I cooked at tables. I waited tables. I changed ashtrays. I did all of that. But it taught me for what I need to do today. It taught me to serve. We've run fish and chip shops, ice cream shops, Australia's best restaurant. We run down in Tasmania. We had a tech company. God gave me a dream as I was walking through. It was a dream of a young teenage girl, 14, 15 years old, was walking through the school ground. This is 1999. And she was carrying this little black thing, looked like a little tablet. And on it had all of her lessons and all of her things. So she didn't have to carry a big, heavy backpack. But then she went out to the sport field and started videoing because her parents were working and her parents couldn't see. Unfortunately, I didn't invent the iPhone. But that's what the picture was. It was something of that. Because the iPhone came in 2007. This is 1999. And I said, God, what do you want me to do? And he said, I want you to build the infrastructure to make that happen. Now, who's had teenage kids? that went through school and had to have computers, everybody at least one computer, two, three, four or five, I'm sorry. (laughs) But God gave us a dream that we worked through and built a business on that. In that time, we also started a foundation because we started travelling over to Cambodia doing missions trips. At first I thought my responsibility was to fund other people going on trips until we started going and realised that God had a bigger plan. And whilst we were over there, Jane started a foundation called Stop Start, Stop the Traffic, Start a New Life. We bought a manufacturing plant in Cambodia, and that's a whole other God story, that rescued girls that had been trafficked, that rescued people that were disabled, and we created employment and ongoing opportunities for them. We had another dream and started a forestry business in Cambodia. There are many things we've done. We've had the privilege now of travelling to 107 nations. We've got to eat with leaders of nations, kings and princes and prime ministers. But I've also got to dine with the poorest of the poor, where you sit at their feet and they share everything that they have and it's best described as some sort of food. It's honouring and humbling that the poorest of the poor are the ones that reach out to give you a hand up. We've seen how our culture affects their culture and their culture affects our culture and that the world has come to a place that we've become a lot smaller and everything we do has influence over somebody else. Now, in amongst all of that, God also had me write a book. Great title. He gave it to me. It says, take your framework and stick it up your pipeline. 
I believe that's because God has a different plan, has a different plan than what we have. It was finding a new normal in business. That was written in 2019 before we knew we needed a new normal. It's not just a business book, but it's a book on life. It's a book on relationships. It's a book on hardship. Um, Pete McHugh from Stairway Church, who wrote the Ford for it, he said, Hugh, do you really want to be that transparent in the book? But I am. I'd like a copy. There we go. You grab that. There's more of them available out there. I'm not great at maths, it's, I made them 20 bucks each. <laughs> it's like, just works easier. What are these keys? A couple of years ago, we were on, on a trip to Cambodia and I had a friend who lived just down the road here and he rang and he said, Hugh, have you left yet? Now, I've, Jane and I've done enough travel, I know how long it takes to get to the airport and we cut it fine. Most of the time I said, nope, but we're about to. And he said, well, I was just in the shower praying for you. And I thought, no, too much information. Too much information. He said, I've got something I need to give you. I said, well, better hurry up. So he races to the house and he pulls these keys out and hands them to me. And he said, I was given these keys by a fellow called Bob Jones. And the Lord said, I need to give them to you. And you need to take them wherever you go. So we do. It mucks with the sound techs. I'm sorry, guys, because if I'm holding them, it mucks with them. But let me explain the keys that we have the privilege of carrying. You get this big one? That's the key to finances. It's a key to finances and what can be done around the world. See, that's what mucks with... That gets the sound, guys. I'm sorry. Then you get the pretty one, a nice little pretty key. That's the key to relationships and reconciliation. Then the next one, there. That's the key to the mind, El Metanoia. So finances, relationships, reconciliation, and the mind. And I've come to learn that that's a kingdom economy. The Lord wants us to usher in a kingdom economy, an economy that is different to the way the world operates. The way the Lord operates is so different to how we operate. Ah, So you can feel his presence in here now. He's doing stuff. So Pastor Alex, I'm going to mark a couple of things up. If, if as I'm talking and we're going through some of the other things, I was going to talk about was Jesus rich or poor, but I'm not. That'll save for another day. But as I'm talking, if you feel that you need to be ministered to in any of those areas, finance, relationships, reconciliation, or something of the mind, just feel free to come and sit at the front and soak because God is already here he is already here and he's doing things it doesn't require me to do anything but just if you want to don't feel embarrassed come sit out the front and 
let God do what he's going to do. So I'm going to talk very quickly because I had 17 minutes. And I want to talk about destiny. I'm going to talk about destiny, just one verse in the Bible that I'm going to cover today. John 14.12 John 14.12 says this Most assuredly I say to you He who believes in me the works that I do he will also do and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father Let me read it again Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. I want you to let that verse roll around in your head, roll around in your heart, roll around in your spirit. Greater things than Jesus did, he's asking you to do. So what are some of the things that Jesus did? He healed the sick. He cleansed the leper. He opened blind eyes. He healed hearts and people who had gone on heart journeys. He cast out demons. He took on the unrighteous. And he had a social heart that changed the world. And Jesus said, greater things will you do. Now I've got to say, I've missed this by a long way. And probably some of you in the room may feel the same way as I did. Well, I'm not an ordained pastor. I haven't gone to Bible school. I'm not a great worshipper. I can't sing. That's just for me. You guys probably can. There are things that run through our head that hold us back from doing what Jesus has asked us to do. And then I got, as I reflected on this, I thought, asking us to do more, Jesus, than what you did. And then I look and say, I'm a dad and I wanted my kids to have it better than I did. I wanted their life to be better than what we had and we did okay. But I wanted them to have more opportunity. I wanted them to be unlocked, which is why we have keys because there's an unlocking that's happening see this ought to challenge us each one of us that we're to do greater things I look at the church the, the fire church's posts 
and I see salvations and I see healings and I see people going into the street and ministering and going to the, the poor, the disaffected, but also to the wealthy and the business people. I see them having effect and changing people's lives. That's Christ in action. That's what we're called to do. That's we're meant to do greater things. We're meant to see miracles, signs, wonders that follow. We might miss the key point though in that verse. It's a simple word. Because I thought it was about me having to do something. But Jesus says, you are called to to do greater things because I go to the Father. The because word in what he was saying was, he's made a choice because I've gone to the Father. I actually need you to do what you need to do. I need you to do greater things. It's a call from Jesus to step into something bigger, better, to change people's lives. The other thought that ran around my head was, I'm just a business guy. But in Romans 12.2, it says, most of us will know that voice, be transformed by the renewing of our mind. But what does Romans 12.1 say? It says, Therefore, brethren, let everything you do be worship unto the Lord. Everything you do. So that means when you go out today and you go to a cafe down the road to have lunch, whilst you're eating lunch, that's worship. A couple of weeks ago, I was out with Pastor Lee for lunch and it was great. A young man waiting on us and whilst he was serving, we were just talking about him and his aspirations and we got to pray for him then and there in the restaurant and bless him. But when you go and fill up with petrol, that's worship. When you go to work tomorrow, you could be a police person. I think that's what they are now. Okay, a cop. That's easier, right? You could be a fire person. You could be a doctor. You could be an accountant. You could be anything. You could be a pastor. But that's worship. You could be a mum, a dad, a grandparent, a son, a daughter, a friend. And that's worship. Let everything you do be worship. The singing, our hands in adoration is a part of it. But it's what happens outside these doors. Because we're called to do greater things. Now we all know that when Adam fell, he separated. What happened then was a separation of the natural and the supernatural. And Adam was on earth. And the only way to redeem that was from Jesus, who was totally supernatural, to come and invade the natural earth. He came on earth and he he died, he came, he lived as a man and he died for our sins, past, present and future. 
And from his death, when he died on the cross and was resurrected, he connected the natural and supernatural together. So when, which gives us that reconnection with God the Father in the supernatural. He's calling us to do supernatural things. Because if we could do them in our own strength, we wouldn't... I'll just stay and watch that. Wow. That does my heart good. We need the supernatural. We need the supernatural in every part of our life. Because if I could do this without Jesus, the truth is I can't. I need him in every part of what I do. I needed him in my businesses. We, we were... Uh, We'd won an award in our company. We went on lots of awards, but this was a uh, an event for a large computer company that had three initials. We won't promote them; we'll just call them whatever. And uh, we were asked. I was asked there. They said, "How did your company grow the way it did?" I said, "Oh, you want the answer?" I said, "I lay on the floor." I prayed, and if Jesus said to do it, I did it. And if he didn't, I didn't. Now, the MC was a little bit quiet. He's sort of looking at me strange. And he said, no, 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 really. I said, oh, you want the blueprints? You want the blueprints? He said, yeah, I do. I want the blueprints. Okay, everybody, take out your tablets. I couldn't say take out your iPads because that was the other company. Take out your tablets, take out anything you're going to take on to write down. So you're ready. I'm going to give you everything we did that in seven years of our business, we grew 100% year on year on year on year. And it wasn't from a small start. You ready? Okay. I lay on the floor. I prayed. If Jesus said to do it, I did it. If he didn't, I didn't. They said, but there's got to be more. You know, there actually doesn't have to be more. Jesus himself said, I only did what the Father said to do. So when we're inquiring of the Lord and say, well, show me. And then go and do it. God's plan. God has a plan. His plan is for us to be reconciled with Him. Now, I had a... Do you ever have those days where God asks you questions and you think, what are you asking me that for? I, was, I don't know where I was, but He said, 
Why did I send Jesus? And I went, well, for, you sent him for our sin. He said, yeah, but why? Well, because you sent him to die for our sin. Yeah, but why? And I'm thinking this sounded like my five-year-old's talking to me. But why? And I had to stop and think. I went, well, why? Actually, why did you do that? And it took a while and a bit of just thought time thinking about it. You know, do you know why Jesus died on the cross? There's a so that. He died on the cross so that we could be in right relationship with God the Father. Jesus took all the pain, all the hurt, all the fear. He took it all and died so that we could come into right relationship with the Father. So that that supernatural presence would be there in our everyday life. Can I share a story with you? I do a lot of leadership training around the world. I do work with business. I do things. We were going off to teach a bunch of churches in, um, well, it wasn't in Dubai. Well, it was Dubai, in, in the UAE. We arrived. Now, I was not the main speaker. There was another person as the main speaker. I was basically carrying someone else's bags, which is fine. I love doing that. We got picked up in a black car and started driving through the desert. And we looked to the left and you see sand and you look to the right and you see sand. And we keep driving. You look to the left, you see sand. You look to the right, you see sand. We couldn't see much out the front. All you could see is sand. We could have been driving around and around in circles because it didn't seem to make any difference for about two hours. And then we pull up and they have those things called oasises. And literally, there's palm trees and swimming pools and buildings and camels and stuff. It was beautiful, just stunningly beautiful. So we, we arrive and they said, we've made a mistake on the rooms and didn't have enough, so we've actually got you sharing with someone else. Okay, that's fine. So somebody I'd never met before, his name's Francois. We get there, we do, so we've done 15 hours or 18 hours flying, whatever it is, a couple of hours in the car. And then we drive there. We do the first session and go to bed that night. Now, at two o'clock in the morning, I hear bang, bang, and I'm bolt upright awake. Look up, and I go over to the door and look through the little holy thing, you know, those whole things that you peer through. But think through the security of that. You peer through that. If somebody wanted to shoot you, you just go bang, right? Anyway, I peer through the little holy thing and I see this huge being outside just big and bright and and you're going, well, what's happening? Are we about to be kidnapped? Are we about... What? And I hear... Now I'm scared. 
thinking, I go back inside and I think, should I wake Francois up and let him know? And he's gone, and I went, no. Then my sensible head came in and said, well, I hardly know the guy. What if what I'm seeing was just me dreaming? Just go back. So I go back to the door and look through the little holy thing again. And the, what were shoulders are sort of coming out of its back and growing. And I'm hearing... Now I'm really scared. I know what fear of the Lord is now. And I go, to, I think I should wake Francois up. Don't be so stupid. And I go back a third time and it's still there. And it's bigger and bigger. And then I hear it say, Are you ready yet? And then it was gone. The next morning at breakfast, the main speaker was there and I'm there. There's 70 pastors and leaders and none of them have arrived for breakfast. That's unusual. (laughs) None of them are there. So I'm talking with my friend and I explain to him what had happened and I'm reciting it and he said you know that's Bob Jones's angel right then ah I'm not feeling at all intimidated Bob Jones's angel hmm. and he said why didn't you open the door because I was scared really scared then the people that we were speaking for Mike Elkinson Mike's a lovely man and he's graduated to heaven now. Mike comes down and he says to my friend, Ah, oh, how'd you sleep? Yeah, really, really good. He's like, great. And he says to me, Hugh, how did you sleep? He said, Oh, wait, I had this dream last night. He said, I had this dream that you had an angelic visitation and it was knocking. And he's described my dream. Exactly, I'm thinking, was that you? Like exactly what had happened. And he said, Why didn't you open the door? Because I was scared. I rang Jane and explained what happened to Jane. You know what Jane said? Why didn't you open the door? I I rang Pete McHugh because I'm trying to get my head around what had happened. And Pete said, why didn't you open the door? And you know, I'm getting this constant theme. But the more important one was, are you ready yet? And the more important one for you today is, are you ready to walk into the destiny that God has for you? So each one of you has something slightly different. But are you ready to walk into what he has for you so that other people can come to the place of meeting with Jesus and in relationship with the Father. You know, there are people out there whose lives are dependent on you doing what you're meant to do. There's people's lives that are counting on you. 
and stepping into it. There is a weight and a presence of the Lord right now. There's a couple of things I want to do as we come and wrap up. The first is the most important one. That if there's anyone in the room today that as I've talked about doing greater things than Jesus, but you may not have yet met with the Jesus that I know and I love, that you may not or you don't know him yet. I was at this stage when I was 27 and a guy at the front of the room said, if your palms are sweaty and your heart's beating, now literally I had living water pouring out of my hands and my heart was somewhere out here pumping. But I didn't accept that invitation straight away. It was another six months later because I felt I didn't need the Jesus I was talking about. What I've come to discover is that everything that I do is for him. But there might be some of you today that haven't yet met Jesus and I would love the honour to be able to introduce you to him and to be able to pray with you for that. So, so just if I, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but it's an invitation that if you haven't yet met with Jesus and you would like to and like to have a relationship, just lift your hand. Don't be embarrassed, just anybody. This whole lot here, I think Jesus already knows you guys. But be lovely to be able to do that. Is there anybody else that would like to come in relationship with Jesus? So we're going to pray for all of you guys in a minute. The second thing I want to do today is that as I've been talking, you know, I, the heat that's in the room right now, and I can just feel God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. They're all one, they're all the same, and they're all different, and it's that wonderful relationship. But he wants to do some stuff. He wants to do some stuff around, are you ready yet? You guys have all come to the front because you know some stuff is happening. Right. I'm going to invite... invite anybody who would like to be prayed for that says lay hands and impart so we're going to lay hands we're going to impart anything that we carry for those who want to walk into their destiny for those who want to do greater things for those who want to step out into the greatness of God we're just going to invite you to come up to the front somehow do that and we will pray and bless and talk through just as before I ask you to come out Jane would you like to describe what
So yesterday I just was asking God what what should I paint and and I felt he said, Well paint me. <laughs> he oft, he often says that to me and I I do do it, but it's um can be a bit in, intimidating <laughs> painting it live and all that. So but I felt, you know, as I think it was Alex or which I can't remember which one of you said it, but that um, you know that God, you said something about Jesus being in being in the room, and so I just feel like that was obviously was meant to be. That was meant to be painting that, and just the presence and the of Him today in the room was, um, as Hugh was saying, it was quite incredible. So that's it. When Pastor Lee started the meeting and he said, this feels like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. You pronounced them correctly. I have my own translation. And there was someone extra in the room. And then you said to seek his face. And as I watched the painting evolve and the seeking of his face, He is the greatest thing in the world. He is the greatest thing in the world. So we're going to pray for some people. Pastor Alex, would you like to come and with me and pray for this family? I'm going to pray for these guys all first. Father, we just uh, thank you, Lord, for these these precious children, Lord, these precious boys. Father, we just lift them up to you right now. In Jesus' mighty name. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. We thank you, Lord, for this woman of God, this mother in the faith, in Jesus' name. God, we pray that you would just impart your Holy Spirit upon them. There is no junior Holy Spirit and that they will see you, Father, in their dreams. Let there be heavenly encounters in Jesus' mighty name, that they will grow up mighty and strong in you. And just give them hearts, Father God, this family hearts to know you in Jesus' name. Right, what we're going to do is, for those who, you know, if there was an, you felt something when I'm saying, and the angel is and as the angel said to me are you ready yet when we pray we're going to be commissioning you into running with Jesus so if there's anybody else who wants to come out I'm expecting even as we pray, if there's people that need healing, there's going to be healing. Thank you for playing so beautifully.
prayer team, you know who you are as well. Can you just um, come to the front now with your lanyards and help pray and minister and prophesy as well? If you need um, healing in your body, we are a church that believes in the power of God, that God is the same yesterday, today and forever. And in fact, Jesus said, you will do like you preached so powerfully today. You will do greater things than he did. And uh, that's just a mind-blowing statement by our Savior. But you see, it's not our authority. It's not our own power. It's not by might, not by our own strength. It's by the Spirit, says the Lord, the Holy Spirit living within us. So it is the power of the Holy Spirit that is present to heal. If you have a need in this place, once you come to the front right now, week after week, we see people getting healed of many different things. And in fact, I said this last week, it's no surprise. We shouldn't be surprised that people get healed when, when God has given us that power. But we are always in like childlike wonder and awe when He does. We are so thankful when God does heal. So we will stand in the gap. We will stand in faith with you to believe for your own breakthrough, your own miracle, your own healing right now. Let's just raise up our hands. If anyone has a healing um, need in their body, in their mind, perhaps even in your circumstance, why don't you just raise up your hands and let's just stretch out our hands to those who have a need right now. Father, we just thank you. You're present here in the room to heal those who are in need right now of any physical ailment in their body, anything that is an anomaly that is not of you, Father God, within their bodies right now. Every cell of cancer to be rebuked right now and cursed to shrivel up and be gone in these bodies in Jesus name we thank you Lord we thank you Lord for carpal tunnel syndrome to be healed right now to be gone and removed out of that right and left wrist in Jesus name we thank you Lord you're bringing peace peace in the middle of a storm in people's minds in people's thinkings Lord we thank you Father God that you are bigger than any circumstance bigger than any problem We look to the hills. Where does our help come from? The Bible says it comes from you. Mighty God, mighty Savior. We thank you, Lord, for your anointing power right now. In Jesus' mighty name, to bring peace that passes all understanding. We thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here. Do what you want to do. Minister in this place right now. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Lord. You're healing right now. Thank you, Lord. Can you just test out, for those who, who've, um, who had a need, can you just test out, if you have received prayer, if, if you know something's changed within your body, why don't you just test it out right now? And as you test it out, why don't you just um, give us a wave, just a, just a big wave, just let us know if something's changed within yourself. Someone's waving over here. Maria? Oh, tell us, tell us, Maria. Um, I've been having really sore wrist pain, I think, holding baby and feeding her. Um, and just before you started praying, John's turned around and he said, are you okay? I said, oh, my wrist is really sore. Um, and then as you prayed, I just, yeah, just when you finished praying, that pain went away. It's feeling so much better now. <laughs> Praise God. Maria and Johnson, we love you guys so much. Holding beautiful baby Kalia. But mums know what it's like, right? Whole babies all day long. Praise God for that healing. I did a silly thing a long time ago. I was on my scooter and I fell off my car and broke all the bones, but didn't go see the doctor because I believe in Jesus. 
and his grace. And now that, what you felt with her, gone. All pain gone. Come on, Jesus. He's in the room. All glory, all power, all authority is in him. Alicia, what's happened? My back pain's gone. I've got four discs in my lower back that are all messed up and it's gone. I was sitting there struggling with pain the whole time and now there's nothing. On oh, Holy Spirit, you're so good. Jesus is King. Anyone else? Anyone else receive a miracle? Anyone else in the room? Here you go, Hugh. So, the testimony of Jesus is prophecy in itself. There was a healing of a back just there. If there is, there are, if, I know I've had back pains in the past, and back pain is horrible. If there are people here that have got back pain, just walk, even the simple act of walking up here, I believe Jesus is going to heal it. He's going to take all of that pain away. This is not a time to be, to be sitting back. This is a time to be drawing on everything that Jesus has for you today. This is a time of saying, yeah, I'm all in. I am all in. In fact, right now, who's got um, back issues still? Just raise your hands. Alicia, just release faith and pray. Freely receive, now freely give. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank you. I can't. Please, Jesus, whoever else in this room is struggling with pain in the back, especially in the lower back, we know that that's an access point for the enemy and we rebuke that right now, Lord, and we ask you to come and touch these beautiful people and heal their bodies. Thank you, Jesus. You're so worthy. Thank you, Lord. Did anyone else receive a miracle in their body and give us a wave? We uh, like to hear testimonies because in the... Hebrew testimony translates to do it again, to do it again. And if God can do it for Elisha, surely He can do it for you as well. They overcame with the blood of the Lamb the power of, his, of our testimony. Father, flee back. Father, we just thank you right now. We can pray complete healing of this back. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Lord, fire of heaven, right now to fall upon this back. Complete healing. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We, we honor doctors, nurses, the medical field, but just sometimes, you know, in, our, in their own ability as, as uh, people, there's only so much that they can do. And then God steps in. We've had people who were um, given six months to live with kidney cancer. And then God steps in and seven years later, he's still with us today, Kieran Lane. God can do it, amen. If you have cancer in your body or you have someone close to you, a family member or a friend that is going through cancer right now, can I just get you to raise your hand and we'll stand in the gap and pray with you as well. Father, we just thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we command you. Father, we lift up Michael right now in Jesus' my name for that stomach cancer to go right now. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that he shall walk out of that hospital bed with all the MRI scans 
done and completed to the shock of the doctors and nurses to see that there was once cancer and now there is no more in Jesus' name for every cancer cell and every other person right now and all those that they're standing in the gap for, Lord, we command healing in their bodies in Jesus' mighty name. Cancer in your body right now be gone in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for joining us today. To learn more about Fire Church, head to our website, firechurch.com.au. And don't forget to connect with us on social media, on Instagram, fire.church, Facebook, Fire Church, and YouTube, Fire Church TV. Have a blessed week.